mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower, 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. And we're back. Question of the day, in case some of you are tuning in a little late because you've been texting me and saying that. The question of the day is, what vehicle, new or used, do you feel will go up in value as time goes by? 303-477-5600. You can also text us, 307-200-8222. Craig, I got a text message in as well on the manual transmission thing and kind of proving our point a moment ago. This person's looking for a CTS-V wagon, which is a Cadillac wagon, uh, high horsepower, etc., a manual transmission in that car is almost double the price of a regular automatic. So, kind of proves our point a moment ago. Yeah, and that's the pretty expensive car as well. I mean, that's probably approaching three figures. I'm, I'm guessing. Uh, depend. Well, that one right now is probably not, but you know what? Down the road could be. Yeah. Well, I, my comment about it, cars as investments. I think as investments as a whole, there, there's better ways to make. Oh, always. Yeah, a car is an investment you can drive and enjoy, touch and feel. But yes, Craig, and as a car person that does some of that, yes, you can You could take the same money, go put it in real estate and do far better. But the, the problem is, you know, those of us that still like cars and would like to think that we have a car that uh, we bought and is appreciated in value, like you said earlier, the minute you start packing some miles on it, the value goes way down, and it goes down fast. Yes. I mean, because everybody wants the low-mileage stuff. Correct. So it kind of defeats the purpose of being a an auto enthusiast where, like, okay, I have a car that's making me some money. I enjoy driving it, but then I really don't want to take it out because it's going to put some money miles on it, and I might get a stone chip in it here and there. And, and if you've just had it repainted, you're like, you know, with the condition of our roads, you're putting a lot of wear and tear on them, and and it's yeah. like, yeah, and that's where you got to really look at. You know, are you a, are you somebody that wants to collect and make money with it, or are you just wanting to enjoy it and maybe make a little bit of money, but still, you know, drive the car and have fun with it? Yeah, these are decisions as a collector, uh, Craig. You, you know, for example, it's like somebody owning a fine painting that you don't dare take out of a safe. You've got to keep it, you know, under lock and key, and you need a replica to hang on the wall if you want to enjoy it because you can't enjoy the real thing because it's worth too much money. Yeah. Same example. Well, you know, there's, there, there's all, you know, there are those, like you said, the Vipers is one that I don't think you'll ever see go nope. down in value. It doesn't get, you know, driven, uh, driven to death. And But like your, your first generation remake of the Ford GT, the, you know, was that like 2005, 2006, or mm-hmm. uh, when they Ford came out? That was a, a manual transmission right. car only, I believe. And what Ford did is they limited the production numbers on that one, and then the, the newer Ford GT to the point there just aren't that many out there. So the select few that get their hands on one have made really good money on. Yep, them. exactly. Can't argue that. 
but I, I, I kind of laughed at, you know, when the electric craze came out, especially with the F-150 Lightning. Right. Uh, people got on waiting lists and ended up being some of the first people in town or wherever they live to get one. They didn't buy it for the intention of driving it themselves. They were going to flip it because the demand for them was so high mm -hmm. initially that they turned around and flipped it. Now you see with people's unhappiness with having owned one, I, I see those same people that may have spent close to three figures on an F-150 Lightning loaded, flipped it to a car site, let's say like Cars and Bids, may have made themselves a, a quick $10,000 turnover by flipping it. But now those people that have that $110,000 F-150 Lightning, they could probably go down to the you know, the Ford dealer and get a used one with 5,000 miles on it for probably fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000. Yeah, buy a new one for a discount even at this point, Craig. Yeah, so, you, again, when you go out there buying for the intention of thinking you're going to make money on a car, you... you and you, be, and, and you better catch the market just right because all of that fluctuates just like stocks and other things do. So, yes, you have to play that. And on the new side, it's really hard, to your point, because, yes, some people went out and bought Hummers, for example. The EV Hummers made a boatload of money, flipped them, did really well. Now you can buy one at list price or even less, being it's a hundred grand less than what they were bringing a summer ago. So think of the people that paid you know, 250 for something they could buy today for 115 well, do you see Chrysler, Dodge in particular, where they've announced the discontinuation of the Hellcat-powered uh, right. cars and trucks? Do you see them going, taking a step back and going, whoa, 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 maybe we ought to rethink this no. and, and bring them back? Do you think they're done it yep. forever? I think so. They are unfortunately too woke to go the other direction. Now is that all the big, big three, or are you? Thinking I think I think more? Ford is really kind of stepping back and reevaluating what they're doing. There's a great article actually, Jersey Joe sent me today about Jim Farley and just some of the mistakes that Ford has made, some of their quality mistakes, some of the EV mistakes, and so on. I think Ford could be one where they may, you know, backtrack a little bit of that and say, "Wait a minute, <clears throat> you know, wait a minute, Mr. Government, Uncle Sam, we're not doing what you're imposing on us because it's not making us money." As a company, unfortunately, GM has drank the Kool-Aid. Uh, Mary Barra, she's in too tight with all of that. I don't see any changes on the GM side. Uh, and they're making, you know, GM and Ford does as well. I mean, both of them make so much money selling trucks, which have nothing to do with what we're talking about, and they're going to keep doing that. But you're not going to see, I don't think, a hot Camaro. Uh, you know, once this, once this breed is done, it's done. They'll keep doing the Corvette because it's been a division, a performance division of theirs, not necessarily, I mean, I know it's under the Chevrolet nameplate, but really you could call it its own division if you would. They really run kind of autonomously from everybody else in the performance end of it. Could Ford, you know, continue, will Ford continue on with some of that? I believe so. I think you're going to see, you know, Dodge, uh, Stellantis, Craig switch completely. There'll be some performance EV ends of things. I think you'll see him do a, a Challenger in an EV uh, but I don't think you're going to see them resurrect uh, the Hellcat engines after this. I, I could be wrong. A new a new CEO or somebody could come in and maybe change that around, but I don't believe they'll do that. Well, see, Ford fills that niche. I mean, the only pony car you can buy now that's gasoline-powered is, is the Mustang GT. Correct. Or a, 
or a Shelby. I mean, the, the and to Ford's credit, they've always done that. I mean, even when GM wasn't, they were. When Chrysler wasn't, they were. So to their credit, they've held, they've held true to that. Yeah, I'll give them credit okay. there. Craig, good good stuff, right. good comments. By the way, I appreciate that very much. Great conversation. Uh, Mark is next. Go ahead, Mark. Hello. Good afternoon. How are you, Mark? Um, I'm all right. We finally got the 2003 towel fixed with the ECU. It took two ECUs. Uh, wow. And it was just a nightmare, but it's done and good. It's going on. Good, good, so, good. Good job, thank, Mark. Thank you for help. You're I very welcome. Good job. The, I challenged the guy at the dealership. I said, the gentleman spoke to me about running a live uh, scanner driving. Oh, that won't work on your car. It's too old. Not true. No, I that's what I, I said. Seriously, I said you're wrong. So I drove around with the tech with the scanner on. By damn, the uh, ECU came up faulty. Awesome. Which triggered an knock sensor. Awesome. Thank you so much. Good job, Mark. Appreciate it. Good job. You're very I welcome. Took, only, only took four trips. <laughs> uh, sorry about that, but glad you got her done. Good job. Yeah, once that starts my trigger of anger, I never stop until it's over. I hear you. So, all right. So I got a couple of interesting cars. Maybe sure, sure, sure. What about the H3 Hummer with the Alpha package? Um, that's a 5.3 liter in an H3. Possibly because there wasn't that many of them. The only problem that car has, I feel, Mark, is not that many people know it exists. So that's one of those where you've got to, you know, again, it's... Supply and demand, there's low supply, but until you get people knowing about it and getting the demand up, it's it's not going anywhere. Well, I, you were talking about long-term down the road, and that's what I'm, I'm looking at because they're, they're actually going up in value. Uh, second category is any European four-wheel drive station wagon that's got the performance package, such as Polestar for Volvo, the Audi Avant, and AMG for Mercedes because – America's abandoned station wagons, and you know what? There's a niche for those, too. True. True. Performance station wagons. True. Not to a lot of people, but to some people. Oh, um, that you know, that's why the CTSV wagon, you know, and we're just texting back and forth yeah. with a person where that car in a manual transmission is, a, is approaching 100 grand. So, yeah, it's a good example. It's a, it's a different model Correct. that America gave up on. Correct. Not every not everybody wants a cookie cutter SUV. That's not right. Everybody does. Correct. So, um, what did you see at the auction for air cooled Porsche? Did you see anything noticeable? All I mean, none of them are going down in value. Every single one of them is going up. I don't care if it's even some. And you know the you're a Porsche guy. You know the the doggy years of those. Even those are going up in value, Mark. Yeah, the gentleman spoke about having an, an automatic as a preference. Uh, I'm in your I'm in your camp, uh, uh, not on a Porsche, an automatic. Right, and, and again, I, and again, as I told the, the other caller earlier, I don't care what it. I mean, I don't even care what nine eleven it is, Mark. If it just has nine one one in it, it's going up in value. Well, I have a friend that just bought a Dakar. Nice. Yeah, $345,000 elevated 911. I looked at that thing. I'm going, what is this? And he showed me all yep. the telemetry. Yeah, very nice. I've, I've, I've looked at, you know, not to buy, but I've looked at some of those. Very, very cool car. They're strange. It is, but very cool. Yeah. Good for him, all by right. the way. Well, again, 
again, thank you so much for your help. You're welcome, Mark. I really appreciate it. You're very it. welcome. I run out of options and ideas. So well, I appreciate you. you. You're a good, good listener, day. so thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness. We appreciate it as well. Bob and Bob, both of you guys, uh, Loveland Bob and then the other other Bob with No City, you'll be first. Loveland Bob is second. We got another call coming in, 303-477-5600. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Something really cool happened in 1975. And no, it wasn't the beginning of the disco era. Congress passed the Magnuson-Moss Act. You don't have to take your vehicle back to your dealer to keep your vehicle manufacturer's warranty in effect. Our Napa Auto Care Center uses the proper replacement parts and procedures to keep that warranty valid. Visit our independently owned Napa Auto Care Center today. Find a store at NapaOnline.com. Napa You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Leuenberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Leuenberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to findashop.com. Are you in the market for a reliable car that won't break the bank? Drive Radio sponsor, Ridgeline Auto Brokers specializes in quality used cars that cost between fifteen dollars to $25,000, making them a great option for first-time drivers or anyone looking for a good deal. They pride themselves on providing a transparent and hassle-free car buying experience. That's why at Ridgeline, they never charge a dealer fee. Plus, all vehicles are inspected by Legacy Automotive, a Colorado Select member and sponsor of Drive Radio. For a limited time, they are offering first-time customers the first oil change for only $1. Every car comes with a 30-day warranty, with the option to purchase a service contract. And at Ridgeline Auto Brokers, there are competitive financing options to fit your budget. If you cannot make it to the dealership in person, there are videos of all Ridgeline cars for sale on their website at RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Call today at 303-442-4141 to schedule a test drive or visit RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, the smartest way to buy a car. Attention Denver drivers, are you tired of the same old routine when it comes to car maintenance? Well, it's time to experience automotive excellence like never before at Toy Excess Denver. 
At Toy Access Denver, we're your trusted partners in automotive care and specialize in Toyota, Lexus, and Honda and Subaru vehicles with a commitment to quality and customer satisfaction. We've been serving the Denver community for years, providing top-notch service. But that's not all. Our experienced and friendly staff goes the extra mile to ensure your vehicle receives the care it deserves. From routine maintenance to major repairs, our certified technicians use state-of-the-art equipment and high-quality parts to keep your car running smoothly. Plus, at Toy Excess Denver, we believe in transparency and honesty. No hidden fees, no gimmicks, just straightforward and fair prices that put you in the driver's seat. So why settle for ordinary when you can experience extraordinary? Visit Toy Excess Denver today at ToyExcessDenver.com to learn more about our services and schedule your next service appointment. You can also call 303-722-0234. Toy Excess Denver, where automotive excellence meets customer satisfaction. Drive with confidence. Drive with Toy Excess Denver. We are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Bob, you are next. Hello. How are you doing, Bob? Um, it's been one of those mornings, John, but thank you for asking. Let's help you out. Um, 2011 Cadillac SRX 3.0 direct injection. Okay. 62,000 miles. Very low mileage for the year. Okay. Um, car sat for about a week. Um, went to start it, would not start, turned over great. It acted like a fuel problem. Okay. This happened, this has happened, this happened once before. So, um, did not set a, set a code that, well, no check engine light. After I did get it started, after cranking for a bit, it did start. And then it ran kind of like it was overloaded with fuel. Okay. Okay, so I let the car set again since Tuesday. I just went out. It has an electric fuel pump in the tank and a mechanical fuel pump on the engine. Um, had my wife, without touching the brake pedal, hit the power button, fuel pump in the tank, kicked in. You could hear it run okay. for about two seconds and shut off. Shut the power off again, redid that test, and the fuel pump didn't kick in, so I know that it had already built pressure. Pressurized up, yep, yep. All right. So if you look it up, it says there's supposed to be an external fuel filter on this car, and there is not an external fuel filter because I know that certain external fuel filters have a valve in them that prevents backflow. I checked the engine oil. There's no indication that there's an injector leaking down. Okay. So fuel doesn't, the, the oil doesn't smell like fuel? Oil doesn't smell like fuel. Okay, good. I'm, I, I, and then after we tested it today, fuel pump ran for about two seconds, retested that, didn't kick in again. I said uh, to my wife, I said, okay, I'm underneath the car. I'm not underneath, but listening. Right. I did just, now just try to start it, start it right up. And it's been sitting since Tuesday. So I'm stumped. I, it, it acts like a fuel problem, does not set a code. 
I took it to, now granted, I went to O'Reilly and used their scanner. It's not like going to right. a, a dealer or one of one of your right. people. Right. I, I'm just stumped. I don't So, uh, it, so I it's, don't you said it started, but is it starting now? Yeah, started right up. So that, start. Since Tuesday, tested the in-tank. It kicked in for about two seconds, shut off retested that test again. It did not activate, which tells me that it had already mm-hmm. built pressure. And then the third thing we did was foot on the brake pedal, hit the start button, started right up. Fired up. Interesting. I, I'm stumped. I don't... Uh, well, until it does... And that the other problem is until it does it again, it's really hard to even diagnose and test what's going on. Um you could do a pressure volume test on the pump just to determine how much is it putting out. You know, those will not run unless the, even though the pump may be working, if it doesn't reach a particular PSI, it will not start. So even if it's gotten somewhat weak, you could still have an issue. Even though it's running and functioning and builds pressure, if it doesn't build enough, it won't start. Right. And, and again, it just has an electric fuel pump in the tank. And this 3.0 direct injection also has a mechanical fuel pump on the engine. So I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm stumped. I don't want to have to drop that tank and, uh, and pull that pump. Right. Well, and and I think, again, before I did all that, I would have somebody inspect the fuel system, find out exactly what's the pressure look like. Are we, with, are we within specs? Are we not within specs? Is it the and, – and once that's found, is it the electric causing it? Is it the mechanical causing it? Is it a combo of the both? Because you know, you're right, there is a mechanical pump on it as well. And what's the problem there? Yeah, I'm like I said, I'm uh, – You're going to have to get some real data on what are the pressures. Okay, one other quick question, if I may. Sure. With this vehicle being a 2011, and granted it's only got 62,000 miles, the, the coolant has already been flushed and done. Would it be advisable to me to get the transaxle and rear differential dumped and, yes. and refilled? Yes, absolutely. And okay. I did look it up. That has to have 60 PSI. So, you know, keep in mind, if that thing's even got, Bob, 57 PSI, it may not start. Okay. Um, I'm in Conifer. I know that um, I don't, I don't, Gino's I is your closest down the hill. I don't know anybody up in your area. Okay. Um, who's the closest? Gino's right down the bottom of the hill. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you, John. You betcha, Bob. No, appreciate that very much. Yep, and that's a tough one, especially when it's now running, but we can you know, get some testing done and figure out what's going on. Bob and Loveland, you're next. Hello, Bob. Hey, good afternoon. How are you doing? Good, sir. How, How are doing? you? I'm doing well. Good to talk to you. Thank you, sir. So um, I've got a 1955 Thunderbird, okay. and I was just doing some maintenance and uh, got leaks on underneath it just like they all yep. do. Yep. Um Two of my pan, two of my pan bolts were stripped out. Uh, they're the ones at the back for the that uh, actually go up like through the rear main. Yep. And they've been helicoiled before, so I'm gonna put new helicoils in it. 
the problem I'm having is the tool that you use, you run those up in there, and then you break that tang off. Correct. I need to get that tang out through the bottom rather than up into the oil pan. Right. Uh, on those two particular holes. I just was going to pick your brain, see if you had any words of wisdom yep. on how to do that. Put some grease on it. It'll catch it Put and bring it back out it. with you. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's because I've got, like... Dental floss and four steps. No, and just put some just put some thick wheel bearing grease on the end of it when you're doing that, Bob, and that won't bother anything on down the road, and it should come out with the grease. It's sticky enough. It'll come out with it. Okay, perfect. That sounds like that makes my job a lot easier. I was was concerned about that grease mixing with nah, the won't bother oil. And you'll be fine. Won't hurt a thing. No, you'll be fine. Okay. All right. And then uh, I just tuned in a little bit ago, and I heard your, your car. That yes. Yes, yes. And, question, uh, of once, question of the day. Question um, of so the day. So I'm a little bit biased here because I've got a 71 SS454 Chevelle. Oh, that's not going anywhere. No, I hope not. Um, it's not. I bought it in the early 90s, and, you know, I can tell you it's probably worth five times what I paid for it now. So It's, it's um, not going like down, the, Bob. I mean, that was a hot car at Barrett-Jackson this, this last go-around when I was just there, and especially, you know, if there's something unique about it now in – Unique, I mean, all numbers matching. Hasn't been repainted, or if it has been, it's done correct, and on and on we go. I mean, if the car is really done well and the right color, that's another thing that seems to be happening on some of these. It's, yeah, it's it, it, well, it's not going to go down in value, period, but how much it's worth has a bearing on some of the things I just said. Absolutely, yeah, because it's not a four-speed car. It's uh, not the original motor, but, it, you know, it is a legit build cheap 454 cars. So, yeah, it's not going you know, down. It and, and that's one of those things, too, to where, you know, as time goes by, look and see if you can find the numbers matching engine for it. No one down the road would ever know if it didn't come in that car original because there was no way of telling that. It's just a matter of whether all the all the, the stamping numbers match. If you find the right, you know, engine for it, buy it. And actually, I did. I It was like a needle in a haystack, but I found a correct date-coded 512 block okay. and heads and exhaust manifolds, uh, you know, there's and an intake manifold and everything that would fit that 90 day window prior to the engine, you know, okay. car being built. Okay. So, so I've got all that stuff. Nice. And, uh, that makes it worth it. I mean, yeah. it, as time goes by, you know, build that to the way it was originally, the stock configuration. You know, we're not changing, you know, cam and all that nonsense. As you know, just build it back to the way it would have been in 1971 and it's adding value. And then take the engine that's in it now and sell it to somebody else. Absolutely. So, awesome. Well, thanks, John. No, you're not losing any money on that one, Bob. Too. That's a good investment. You're doing well. All right. Thank All right. you. I thank appreciate you, Bob. you guys. And, you, uh, thank enjoy you. Enjoy your show. Appreciate you, sir, very much. Let's get Eva in before we go to break. Eva, go ahead. Hi. Hey, I have two things. The first thing is, are you still doing your repeat of the fix it at 5 o'clock on Sunday? Yes, and again at uh, 2 o'clock Tuesday. I know. Yeah, I... I I'm old, and sometimes I need to listen better. You're fine. Better. Nope, that, you can do that both of those times. Okay. Now, the other thing is, um, okay, so I am 30 days into my 80th year. Okay. And uh, so quite a few years ago, uh, I'm guessing maybe 8 or 10 years ago, um, where I live between uh, Wellington and uh, Fort Collins, I have a tenth of a mile driveway to my mailbox. Okay. And it was late at night, and uh, 
it was it had to be in the summer because it was still light out. Maybe it was like eight o'clock or something. And I saw a vehicle parked at the head of my driveway and it curved. So they probably didn't notice that there was a house with mm. trees in front of it. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, so I was like, oh, my God, who's parked in my driveway? And I was being a little paranoid because of some things going on in my family. Sure. Uh, and so I took my 97 RAV4, um, four-wheel drive, okay? Um, and I had bought it from someone. I bought the house in 2000, and I had bought it from some person that was coming to check something on the house. So I, I think it was three years old when I bought it. Uh, anyhow, so I took my uh, RAV4, and I there's no room for I, I went right behind him. So they took off. And they were running away. And I have never driven that car that fast because I'm a conservative with gas. Right. You know. And so <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to have fun because they, they're speeding up and I'm going faster. And uh, finally, in Wellington, they pulled over on a side road. And I said, what were you doing in my driveway? And he said, well, we were parking. My girlfriend ah. was kind of un- undressed. Yeah. I said, Jesus, if you had just said that. I would have left you, you know, alone. <laughs> I don't care if you're doing that. <laughs> Good story, Eva. Yeah, but the, the old way, and it was a used vehicle, and I still have it. I still love it. And I, if, I, if I knew that my new little car could have gotten a um, a standard shift, I would have gotten it. Uh, I, I just love a standard shift, yep. and I'm disappointed that people just they don't know how to drive them anymore. And the manufacturers are slowly, but you know, there's still a few left in some of the performance cars. But yeah, regular everyday drivers very hard to find oh, anymore. Oh, and you know, I so enjoy, I so enjoy it. But that one day when I, I didn't know it was that that's fast. funny. That's a great story, Eva. Oh, thank you. I wanted to share. That's a great fun. story. No, thank you. I, I appreciate you sharing I, that. That's good. I always listen to you guys. I try to learn passively. Well, thank so you. So it doesn't take much work. I listen. Well, so thank ha- you so happy much. Happy birthday. Being Congratulations here. and keep trucking, Eva. Thank you. Oh, I try. Thank All right. You so much. Appreciate you very much. Mike and Greeley, hang tight. We'll come right back to you. A couple lines open 303 477 5600. And we'll be right back. Drive Radio KLZ 560. If you're in the market for a new pair of glasses, now's the time to check your flex spending account or your health savings account and head over to Stack Optical. At Stack Optical, you'll have your new glasses in just three to four days. Stack Optical is celebrating over 50 years of quality eye care here in Denver. So for all your optical needs, eyeglasses, contacts, eye exam, prescription sunglasses, eyeglass repairs, Go to Stack Optical. Call them today, 303-321-1578. That's 303-321-1578. And tell them Scott sent you. And remember, at Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. The friendly folks at your local Napa Auto Care Center appreciate their customers, and they like to show it. Stop by your Napa Auto Care Center today and ask for your customer loyalty card. It has a valuable offer you can use again and again. It's their way of thanking you again and again for your business and loyalty. Find your nearest store at NapaOnline.com. Napa know how. Got too much debt but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. 
Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments, pay off your debt, and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Want to downsize but can't qualify with a current mortgage and a new one? Been told you have to sell your house for the down payment? That debt ratio is too high? We can help. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Use your equity for the down payment and debts, qualify only on the new mortgage payment, and have no more contingency offers. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. Our experience can save you money. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA, equal credit lender. Are you ready to revolutionize your ride? Look no further than Legacy Automotive Boulder, your one-stop destination for all your automotive needs. We're here to take your driving experience to the next level, whether you're an eco-warrior or a diesel enthusiast. We know you love the power and endurance of your diesel engine. At Legacy Automotive Boulder, we speak diesel fluently. Our skilled mechanics have years of experience in diesel service, repairs, and maintenance. From routine checkups to major overhauls, we've got you covered. We'll keep your diesel engine roaring with efficiency and provide you with the exceptional service you deserve. But that's not not all. Legacy Automotive Boulder offers a range of services for all types of vehicles. From oil changes to brake repairs, tire rotations to transmission maintenance, we're here to ensure your ride performs at its peak. Our state-of-the-art facility is equipped with the latest diagnostic tools so you can trust our experts to accurately diagnose and fix any issue. And did we mention our commitment to satisfaction? At Legacy Automotive Boulder, we pride ourselves on delivering a five-star experience. From the moment you step through our doors, our friendly staff will greet you with a smile and provide personalized attention. We believe in transparency and and integrity so you'll always know what services you need and why. Your satisfaction is our driving force. So why wait? Experience the Legacy Automotive difference today. Just go to LegacyAutoBoulder.com to book an appointment. Whether you're an EV enthusiast, a hybrid aficionado, or a diesel devotee, we're here to keep you on the road with confidence. Legacy Automotive Boulder, where expertise meets excellence. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. Do you want to improve your health, fitness, and beauty? Are you an athlete recovering from an injury? A weekend warrior who is sore from your last workout? Do you have a chronic medical condition trying to meet a health and wellness goal? Or maybe you are looking for a great doctor who thinks the way you do. Dr. Scott Faulkner and Castle Rock Regenerative Healthcare is your path to a healthier tomorrow. 
Owner Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Worried about being lost in the crowd of impersonal health care? Fear not. Dr. Scott is a big picture doctor, not beholden to big pharma like some other providers. He takes the time to understand your unique needs and will customize your health care to fit you, your body, and your lifestyle. Reach your full potential and achieve your goals. Call Dr. Scott today at 303 303- 663-6990 or visit him online at castlerockregenerativehealth.com or find him at rushtoreason.com And we are back, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Mike and Greeley, you're next. Go ahead. Oh, hi, John. Uh, thanks thanks for your program. Sure. Uh, I just, just had a couple questions. Uh, we have a uh, 2018 Subaru Outback, okay. and uh, we have about 60,000 miles on it, and I took it into the dealership to uh, replace a spark plug that it recommended at 60000 and they charged uh, $450, $450, and I was just wondering, I asked him why it was so much, and he said, well, the, uh, they have to kind of lift the engine up to replace the spark plug. Correct. And, uh, I, I don't know, I said that. The engineers, when they design these cars, I guess they don't take in the... They do not design them to be worked on. They design them to be manufactured, and that is it. And, yeah, in defense of, and I don't know the dealer, but just, in, you know, in defense of them, if you look at labor rates today, Mike, of anywhere, depending upon where you're at in the country, you're typically going to be in the 180 to 220 range. So even if they spent oh. a couple of hours doing spark plugs and the plugs themselves, there's your dollars. Okay, so it's reasonable. The, the other question, I looked in the owner's manual. They recommended replacing the transmission and differential fluid, and maybe maybe they mentioned crank crankcase fluid for like $700, but uh, I I told them that the owner's manual recommended at 96000 No, they are, they are acting that, you know what, congratulations to them because most dealers won't tell you that they're actually doing it correctly. They are correct. Okay, so I should have the transmission yep. and yeah, they are, yeah, they are correct. That that would be one thing that yes, and again, the the manufacturer doesn't, but they're they're correct. All, all of our guys would tell you the same thing. So no, they are correct, Mike. Okay, okay. Well, th- thank you so much, John. I you're very welcome, Mike. No, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it very much. That's why we're here, Jim and Golden. You're next. Yeah, I just call them. You've been talking about vintage cars. Today. Yes, yes. Yeah. And the very. I lost you, Jim. Come on back. And it was. There we go. I, I, you know what, Jim? I, you you broke up. Start over. We didn't hear anything. So start over, please. Uh, I was. You were talking about vintage cars. Uh-huh. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Go ahead. And the very first Camaro that I ever saw was in the fall of '66. Wow. At the local at the local Chevy dealer. And it had a uh, six-cylinder engine, three yep. on the tree, yep. just an open space between the seats, no consoles, and poverty hubcaps. Yep. And I was just 
wondering if something like that would have increased value because yes. of its uniqueness. Yes. Yeah. Well, any of those cars, any of the Camaros, 67, 8s, 9s, doesn't even really matter the configuration. Now, you know, the Z28s or a COPO car or a ZL1, I mean, those cars are worth a ton of money. Uh, I mean, Jim, hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending yeah. upon what it is. But that particular car, even with the six-cylinder, if it's done nice, uh, you know, kept clean, uh, even if it's in its original condition and hasn't been, you know, gone through, that car is still worth probably, let me think of what that car would have sold for originally. It's probably still worth, that car was around 2500 bucks or so new. It's still 10 times that amount today. Yeah, I, I doubt if it survived in that configuration. Somebody probably took the engine out and put it yep. three twenty seven. Yep, a lot of those yep. were were you know were were done over, you know, changed. But but even even them, you know, Jim, even that, even even an early Camaro that somebody has done correctly and put a V eight and changed around and done some different things too. As long as the car is done well and nice, it's still worth money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was wondering about. Yep, they are. I mean, so even a you okay. know quote unquote resto mod car where it's not original, but they've gone through the car. Depending upon how it's done, how well it's done, I've been watching those cars anywhere from you know minimum of thirty five thousand, and it just goes up from there, Jim. Yeah. Okay, I, I was just wanting to ask you about. No, that. No, you are that's you cool. are spot on. Cool. Nope, you're right yeah. on the money. Yeah. Okay. All right, Jim, thank you very much. Randy, I'll get you in before our last break. Go ahead. My question is, I bought a 2020 Ridgeline. Okay. The trim level I bought was right below the trim level that had LED bulbs, headlights, and high beams and low beams. I was I wanted to replace the existing bulbs with LED bulbs. I was told by a place that sells those bulbs that the reflectors in a vehicle uh, that surround the headlight are not really compatible with LED bulbs if they didn't have them in there. You know what? And, and what I have found personally is changing them over. If you don't buy the exact, I mean, it's such a wide choice. I'm glad you asked this, Randy, because a lot of other people listening, I'm sure, are looking at this. There is a gazillion different LED replacement bulbs made. I will tell you straight up, most of them, and I mean probably 90% of them, are garbage. They're not worth putting in. You might as well put just a brighter bulb of what you have back in it and call it good. The majority of LEDs, in my opinion, are junk. Now, can you find really good ones that work well? Honestly, Randy, I'm kind of going to go with the folks that are telling you that unless you change the assembly and change out the reflector and the way all that works, I don't think it's worth thinking with. All it does is make everything brighter. The actual beam you get isn't any better than what you have now. Okay, well, let me ask you then. You said there there are LED bulbs that are probably <clears throat> something I could consider as far as a brand name and being a decent bulb. What, what would that be? I, you know what? That's one of those I'd have to kind of email back and forth and let you know. Uh, higher priced and, and, and you know even you know brand names. They're they're not going to be the you know you can find some of these from China. Literally LEDs that are in the twenty thirty dollar range. I mean you're going to spend a couple hundred bucks a bulb to do it right. Really? Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, to the okay. point, Randy, where I just don't know at the end of the day if it's worth it. Got it. Well, that, that, that saves me a lot of hassle and money, and I'll just stick with it. And I've played around with a lot of those, and I have not been satisfied yet with the vehicles I've tried to change. Okay. 
All right. Well, I appreciate all your You're very welcome, Randy. I appreciate that. I know some folks may argue with me on that one, but I've not found any that really, at the end of the day, meet my satisfaction. Russ, hang tight. We'll come right back to you on an oil change question. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Never know how. Okay, your week is crazy. Your local Napa Auto Care Center understands. That's why we're open Saturdays for your convenience. Get that oil change you've been putting off way too long. Be done with those squeaky brakes that are on your last nerve. We get it. Our Napa Auto Care Center is open Saturday. When you maybe don't have soccer, dance class, a late meeting at work, you name it. Call for a Saturday appointment now. Find your store at NapaOnline.com. Napa know-how. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to champ. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. Did you know that chip can be fixed? But who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972, and it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology, backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company. While other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all, you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Picture this. You're cruising down the open road, the wind in your hair, and the sun in your face. Now, Imagine doing it in a car that looks as good as the day you drove it off the lot. That's where ProTech Auto Shield and Nano Coatings comes in. ProTech, the name you can trust for top-tier automotive protection. Your car isn't just a set of wheels, it's an investment. And we're here to make sure it stays pristine. Step inside our cutting-edge facility, where we craft the latest in automotive protection. Our advanced paint protection films act like an invisible force field. Shielding your car from road debris, rock chips, and whatever Mother Nature throws your way. And for that showroom shine that lasts, our premium ceramic coatings offer unbeatable protection against dirt, water, and those harsh UV rays. 
But ProTech isn't just about the exterior. We care about every detail, inside and out. Our interior protection products ensure spills, stains, and wear and tear are a thing of the past. Worried about making the right choice? Our expert team is here to guide you, ensuring your car gets the treatment it deserves. Elevate your driving experience with ProTech Auto Shield and Nano Coatings. Because your car deserves the best. Visit ProTechAutoShield.com today or call 303-423-2841 and shield your investment with confidence. Drive on. Protected with ProTech Auto Shield. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Russ, you are next. Go ahead, Russ. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good. You know, as far as your question of the day, I was wondering, what about like some of the older Aston Martins and stuff? It's funny. Some of those do really well and some don't. It just depends. That's a car that it really depends, I think, Russ, on the auction and the buyers that are there. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. They sure do have a lot of grunt. That'd be that'd be a nice little car to Agree. zoom around in. <clears throat> um, okay, so I'm on my my uh, Mustang. I'm getting ready to put the engine and training back in it. Okay, I've got a T5 um, that I'm putting in it. Um, the guy that had it before me had it in a street rod. Never actually had it on the road. It was kind of still okay. in building phase. Okay, um, it's b- brand new. Um, it's a uh, it's got Z-spec shafts in it and stuff, so it's it was done to because it was behind a 351 that was stroked out. Got it. Um, so he built it for power. Um, I'm getting once I get it put in, I need to put oil in it. Um, is deck six good enough for that, or is there something else I should be doing other than deck six? Um, I was just I was going to go to BG's website and look real quick to see what they've got for that. I think, and I and I'm doing this on the fly as much as I can. I think they've actually got a manual transmission, uh, you know, high-performance fluid for that that I would use, Russ, if it were me. Okay. Yeah, I, think it, I, I mean, think it's their synchro shift. I would I would do their synchro shift transmission fluid if it were me. Okay. All right. Yeah, because, I mean, it's an expensive transmission. Exactly. It's not, just your, it's not a regular old T5. Exactly. So I do not want to kill it. <laughs> No, I, 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 so, that's what I would do. And it's part number 792. That's what I would use. Okay, 792. That's what I was going to ask you. All right, awesome. That's oh. what I needed. Okay, there you go, Russ. Appreciate it very much. Thanks. Got a couple lines open before we end the show here in a few minutes. Th- uh, 303-477-5600. 303-477-5600. Got a couple of text messages in that, by the way, I think are universal for folks. So. Might as well throw this out. Uh, 2016 Forester. Sun has a 2016 Forester. CVT transmission. This is a new transmission to them, of course. Anything I should be aware of, best way to take care of it, how often to change fluid, and so on. Yes, on CVTs. We say this a lot, even though the dealer will not. Transmission fluid on a CVT, because there's, I shouldn't say this this way, um, different wearable items in that automatic transmission than a typical automatic transmission both have wear items okay there's straight up you know because of the friction material and so on that's in an automatic transmission there's wearable items there also isn't a cvt but more so in a cvt despite what anyone will tell you than there is in a regular automatic transmission so given that fact yes on any cvt this is on this subaru 
I would say 30 to 40K, you're not going to go wrong. Could you stretch that as far as 50 to 60? Probably, although if it were me, that 30 to to 40K mark, you'll never go wrong. You'll have less issues with the transmission on down the road. You're not going to hurt anything. I believe on that Subaru even, I'm not sure you can even do a complete flush. I think that's a drain and fill. So given that's the fact, uh, yeah, I would say around 40K is what I would be doing that at. And yes, CVTs are new to a lot of people. And uh, somebody also asked on the 2005 Sequoia, had a transmission fluid change at 100,000. Now it has 306. Do I need to do anything to it? Yes, a complete fluid flush again. So, you know, and when I say flush versus versus uh, fluid change, yes, I would do the flush in that case because that can be done. In some cases, it's a fluid change only, but in that in this particular case, I would do a flush on that. And it, again, these are things that the manufacturers won't won't tell you. It's like the call we had a moment ago from Greeley, which in that particular case, the dealership was correct. They were actually steering this customer, this listener, in the right direction, which they don't typically do because the dealership really wants to go off of the whole total cost of ownership and won't necessarily do what the car needs. They're going to do what the manual says, what the factory says. Well, we all know that just because the factory says that doesn't mean that's exactly what it needs because they're working off of total cost of ownership, not what's best for you and the vehicle. As long as it gets out of warranty, they don't really care. I'm just being straight up honest. They don't care what happens to it. Now, I think some manufacturers might care a little more than others, but by and large, they're really looking to get your total cost of ownership down as low as possible. One last call today. Scott, go ahead. Hello, this is Scott. I'm wondering about the uh, status update on the new Toyota Land Cruiser when it's coming to I the I think this American spring, market. Scott, I want to say. I've seen it at several different shows I've been at, and I like it, by the way. In fact, it's a vehicle I'm very interested in. I think, I'm looking really quick here, but from what I understand and in what I've gotten as far as press releases and things go, I believe this spring, and I think what they're telling us well i don't i don't see an exact date all i've heard is springtime but i don't know you know springtime to then could be july yeah like colorado um thank you absolutely just like our call absolutely scott yeah Yeah, i mean uh and 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 i I do think this if somebody's looking to do a land cruiser i would highly recommend you find a dealer you can work with get a deposit in and get one on order and get your name on it because i think they're going to be pretty hot yeah sounds great well thanks just like by the way just like the tacomas are right now yep same thing on those it's going to be the same way those are expected i want to say around june time so i'm guessing scott land cruiser will be after tacoma that's my guess Sounds great. Well, thanks. Thank you, Scott. And by the way, both of those have said, or at least Tacoma said spring, but it's not going to be spring. It's going to be much later than that. I've heard even from some of our own. You might see some, by the way, floating around this spring, but you're not going to see wide delivery, I don't feel, until around June on Tacoma. It, It might be sooner, but I'm guessing it will be a little bit later than that. And I wish I had a better date for you guys on uh, Land Cruiser. They're releasing it. It says here the, the official release is spring of 2024. Now, just because they're releasing it doesn't mean we'll see those at dealerships and be able to actually drive one 
off of a lot, you know, at that time. I'm guessing this will be midsummer when it comes to the Land Cruiser. And if you haven't seen one, you don't know what I'm talking about. It does not look like the old Land Cruiser at all. So you need to go look at one and see what we're talking about because it's very different, very um, less expensive is what I should say. Not very, but it's less expensive than what it would have been uh, in the past. So, yeah, it's a great vehicle. I'd say go take a peek at it. And uh, that's it for today, guys. Thank you so much, by the way, for calling in today. I appreciate it very much. You always uh, give us great information and things to talk about, and I appreciate that very, very much. You can always listen to past episodes by going to drive Radio. Com. And other than that, have a great rest of your day, rest of your weekend. We'll be back next week, same time, same place. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.